What's up, everybody, and welcome to Authentically Imperfect, where we talk about the fact that you don't have to have it all together to fulfill your calling and purpose. My name is Natasha, and I'm your host for this podcast. So, episode two, season two, I am uber, uber, uber excited to be back in the saddle. Like I said in the first episode of season two, It has been an interesting journey that I've been walking through, but I always enter into a space of gratitude where I have the privilege to utilize my voice as the instrument that God has given me to bless his people, to bless people that don't know who he is just yet, and just to be obedient right? It's an honor to be able to be obedient and to do the things that God has called me to do and he is calling me to do. So with that being said, a song came to me for today's episode and we're going to talk about second chances And there's this artist, if you all used to watch a little television show on BET called Sunday's Best, (laughs) there's a show called Sunday's Best. And essentially, for those who don't know, it was a singing competition show for up and coming gospel artists, those who wanted to break into the gospel music industry. So there was a contestant on the show and her name was Amber Bullock. And... I downloaded her album a long time ago, not realizing this album came out in 2012, but the melody of the song Second Chances just kept playing in my spirit because I was really trying to figure out, okay, so what do I talk about today? And so Second Chances came up and I really love the song because And yeah, y'all going to hear the horns and everything. Unfortunately, my apartment is not soundproof, but we're here. (laughs) So we're here. But in the song, um, Second Chances, she says, I know he said he always be with you, but just think if he was keeping score. But what if there were no second chances? What if forgive me was never answered? And what if God never sent his son Jesus, if never loved us at all? Oh, you don't have to. We don't deserve it. But I'm so glad you do. I'm so glad he gives second chances. And I'm so glad my prayers were answered. And I'm so glad he sent his son, Jesus. I'm so glad he loves me. That's just the last little tidbit of the song. But that's enough to send me into a Baptist fit. And no, I'm not Baptist. But I would have a Baptist fit on this song. Because truthfully speaking, how many times... Do we step outside of the will of God and he still gives us a second chance? How many times are we disobedient? How many times do we not follow the instruction, aka disobedient? But how many times do we 
try to do things in our own strength and we don't lean into the process that he wants to take us through. We don't lean into his grace for us. And there are even times when he we don't even lean into the mercy that he gives us each and every morning. Scripture tells us his mercies are new every single morning. And the fact that he knows that we can be rebellious because of our sinful nature and he still chooses to renew his love consistently, the fact that he still chooses to give us a second chance. I don't know about y'all, but I was very humbled by that. And even this morning in my prayer time, yo, I got caught up in the fact that I have been a spoiled brat at times. And I'm going to keep it 100. I've been a spoiled brat sometimes. And yet the beauty of me coming to God in my confession and saying, God, out of the sincerity of my heart, I'm sorry that I've been taking a lot of this the not just stuff, but a lot of the journey that you have me, and I've been taking it for granted. I am blessed beyond measure, and I'm sorry I didn't understand that. And what he said to me was so beautiful. He said, I know, and yet, in spite of it, I've loved you through it all. So to give you some encouragement, yeah, you could be acting trifling, cutting up, <laughs> you big bad boss whatever but sir ma'am ma'am sir god's love does not change towards you his grace doesn't change towards you and even here's the kicker and even if you don't know him yet he still loves you he is still gunning for you because scripture also tells us he is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. And what does that mean? In simple terms, and I'm going to break it down. In simple terms, what that means is he wants to be Lord over your life and he wants to be in relationship with you so that you can experience the purest form of love, so that you can experience the best form of love so that you can experience the healthiest form of love. Yeah, his blessings are great. Yes, his promises to provide for us, they are phenomenal and fantastic. And even in his provision, I think the most important thing that sometimes we forget, and certainly I've forgotten because I'm so caught up in the circumstances, is that his love, he wants to bring us into a place of wholeness. He wants to bring us back to his heart not just to his hand, but to his heart. And I don't know about you, but I have the conviction that I would much rather live in his heart. And I remember, and I have to get back to this place, right? Even in times where um, seasons and circumstances look different than what I thought they would. But truthfully speaking, I've had to get to the place where my confession is, God, if you never 
do anything else for me ever again. If you don't change my current circumstance, you are good. And your heart towards me is more than enough to let me know that you are fighting for me, that you are contending for me, that you want to give me um, good things, right? Love, hope, joy, peace. That you even want to put the fruit of the spirit inside of me so that I'm just not walking out here confused, lost, busted in my sin like a dog left to my own vomit. And yes, that is scripture as well. But the fact that he gives us a second chance to come into right relationship with him, to come into the beauty of knowing that in spite of what we do or what we don't do. He is still gunning for us. Bruh, I'm over here trying not to like lose it. There is such a beauty in the fact that he cares about us that much that he literally stepped outside of himself in the form of man, right? He sent his son, Jesus, okay? Because we say the name over here. But he stepped outside of himself into a fleshly vessel named Jesus who came to this earth who didn't just declare it is finished for it to be the end of time but he said it is finished because the process of having to go through making atonement and sacrifice in terms of having to bring the cattle and the bulls and the and the uh, rams and the birds and whatever else but when he said it is finished it finished the broken covenant that we decided to make in our sinful nature. And it repaired that relationship. It tore the veil. It brought us into intimacy with him. It brought us into the fact that we didn't have to go through a priest. Oh my God, because he's the most high priest. Okay, settle down, Natasha. <laughs> Y'all gonna lose me in a second. But it brought us into the fact that he is the most high priest and that we can come to him directly, one-on-one. -on -one. So I ask you, in this newfound revelation, if you didn't have the revelation before, but you have access. So in the revelation that you have access, what are the areas that you need to confess to God not because he's looking to punish you, but because he's looking to renew that second chance. Mm, calm down. <laughs> I'm getting excited. But what, is, what are the areas that you need to confess so that he can renew the second chance in your life so that you have the freedom to be who he's called you to be so that you have the freedom to walk your process out, not so that you get it right, but so that you can come to the knowledge that he loves you. And this whole thing 
and by thing, I mean journey, this whole journey is settled and rested in the fact that we do not have to have it all together. He is not looking for us to make no mistakes. Because the fact that we are human and because of the fact that sin entered into the world, we need him. We were never, ooh, I'm getting excited. But we were never created to be outside of the covenant of his love and his grace and his mercy. We were never created to be outside of him. We were never created to be outside of relationship with him. So let that sit for a second. We were never created to be outside of relationship with him. And yet, and yet, and I'm going to keep saying it, he still loves us. He still loves you. He still loves this world. He has boundaries around his love because that doesn't mean we, and I'm including me too, we don't get to do any and everything that we want. Okay? <laughs> and he loves us enough, more than enough, to bring us back to the place of redemption, of wholeness. And I want to jump real quick into the redemptive quality of second chances. So there are two individuals in scripture that come to me when I think about the redemption of second chances. But I'm going to, for the sake of, maybe I'll explain both. We'll see where it goes. But I'm going to start with Paul. Paul was known as one of the greatest apostles. <laughs> and, and Paul did not become Paul overnight. For those who did not have the context, Paul was a man named Saul, and he was going around persecuting and killing God's people. This is post Christ. And so, or I'm sorry, the coming of Christ, I should say. So Paul was Saul. Saul was this evil hearted man. He was going around killing people, doing horrific things, persecuting the church. And God literally stopped him. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he stopped him on a street called straight and he literally caused him to go blind. And he said, hey, and God, or I'm sorry, God said, hey. Saul was like, who this, homie? Maybe I might put this in AA vernacular. <laughs> but essentially, Saul was like, yo, homie, like, who is this? And God was like, yo, I'm your creator. Why are you persecuting my church? What's going on? What's wrong with you? Get it together. 
And essentially, God said, now <laughs> there is a prophet who is expecting you, right? Who will pray for you and your sight will be recovered. But God caused him to go into a state of blindness as a means of getting his attention so that he could begin the process of redemption. Redemption began when Paul set, or I'm sorry, when Saul set forth his foot on the street called Straight. Right? The story of redemption started there. Now, he caused him, God caused Saul to go blind. And he repaired his sight. And in that process, he gave him a new name. And that is where we get Paul. And then Paul, like I said, scripture says that he did many works to the glory of God, establishing, building up, fortifying God's church. And not physical places but congregations of people. And the redemptive quality in that was probably nobody thought that this man could be redeemed or could even come into the conviction and the knowledge and the intimacy of knowing Christ as his father and his Lord and savior. Now, here is another beautiful point for you to carry. It does not matter what someone says or doesn't say about your story. It doesn't matter what your story is. God knows how to redeem it. Yet, it is up to us to listen when he wants to get our attention, when he wants to bring us into a place of conviction, when he wants to bring us into a place of rejuvenation, right? It's up to us to listen and to hearken to his voice. But he wants to do it. He wanted to do it in Saul's story and he did it because Paul, Saul, <laughs> before he became Paul, was put in the place where he listened to the voice of God. And his heart was turned because it's a heart thing too. And then he became Paul. But that example came to me as a means of leaning into the redemptive quality that God gives us three second chances. And another one is Jonah. Now, Jonah, <laughs> Jonah, sometimes I feel like Jonah, right? And I'm sure we have moments where we feel like him because God basically said to Jonah, hey, I want you to go to Nineveh. And Jonah looked at him like, yo, that is the hood of the hood of the hood. Like, that is like danger zone tape all around. And God said, I know, but there's a work that I need for you to do there. Because just because it's the hood does not mean that I've turned my eye away from it. Nor does it mean that I don't desire to bring reparation 
healing, hope. Okay, calm down, Natasha. Healing, hope, love, favor, grace. And I'm going to use you to do it. But Jonah, because of, I don't know, his inadequacies, his insecurities. Hey, I get it. But he basically was like, fam, you are bugging and I'm not going to do it. You know that little thing that says, I'm not going to do it. That's what Jonah said. I'm not going to do it. And he ran. He got on a boat. The boat went into the tempest of the storm. Let's just say it like that. Okay. And the boat was a rocking and it was going crazy. And the, uh, what is it? The captain and the sailors and whoever was on the boat was like, yo, wait a minute. Now, why is this boat going crazy? Oh, it's you, Jonah? Oh, here's, here's Jonah. Then was cast over and winded up in the belly of a giant fish. Now, we don't know if it was a whale. We just know it was some big old fish that was big enough to swallow him. Don't know if Jonah had to swim. And I have curiosities about that sometimes. I'm like, now did Jonah like, was he just stuck in the ocean and swimming around and this big old fish came up from under him? Or like, was there a fish that was already sitting out of the water with its mouth open and he was just thrown right in the mouth of the fish. <laughs> I have curiosities about that. But somehow, by way of God, this giant fish was there and swallowed him whole. Didn't chomp him up. He was still alive. And yet three days, he lived in the belly of the fish. Now, I kind of have a force... Uh, and my theological, apologetic, hermeneutic, homiletic friends, y'all can correct me, but I have a suspicion, if you will, or a question. Could it be that Jonah was a foreshadow to Christ? Okay, I'm gonna leave that one alone, right? Him being in the belly for three days. Could it be that he was a foreshadow to Christ? I don't know. But, and also, could it be because of the part where it says he was obedient unto death? But Jonah wasn't being obedient. So I'm going to take that part out. But I have questions about the foreshadow and the three days. Anywho, back to the story. So he's in the whale. He, we can summate that he was praying. Obviously, he was fasting because he sure wasn't eating. Or I don't know if he was eating. And if he did eat, he was probably eating what the fish had swallowed, right? But he was able to be sustained in the belly of this fish for three days. And when he came to, he then went in obedience to Nineveh. Because he probably was like, I am not doing this mess again. You, you got me all types of messed up, my guy. Like, you got me in the belly of this fish? What? Then he took his behind into Nineveh. <laughs> and he did great works on behalf of Christ. On behalf of the kingdom of God. 
And I think about the story of Jonah. And what I loved also about the story of Jonah is that Jonah also went through a process where he was made to be in the redemptive plan of God, that God called him into the redemption. God loved Jonah so much that he said, I'm going to process you in the place of redemption. So the place of redemption for Jonah was when he was thrown over the side of the boat. Because God said, hmm, I'm not going to kill you. But I'm going to get your attention. And how many times do we have to walk through the process where God is getting our attention? And sometimes we don't always get it. And that's okay. Because one thing I've also learned is that grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His mercy is new every morning. And so he gives us chances. He doesn't just cast us into the sea of forgetfulness. Scripture reminds us he is mindful of us. He loads us daily with benefits. So as you're going through this season of your life, as you're going through whatever season you're in, remember, he gives you a second chance. And if the opportunity was missed, he knows how to bring it around again. He knows because literally there is nothing missing, nothing lacking. Lacking, you do not have to worry. Period. He will give you the second chance because he loves us that much. Because he is always gunning for us. I'm telling you, I would not be saying it if I haven't seen it. I see where God is after my life in a way where he wants to redeem my story. And even where he wants to redeem the parts of me that I did not think could be redeemed. So if he's going to do it for little old me... I'm sure and I know, I believe wholeheartedly he wants to and will do the same exact thing for you. Don't worry about it. Just journey. Now, easier said than done. I know. Because I've been there. I'm there. It is easier said than done. And there are days where I don't even always believe in the fullness of what I'm saying. But I have to keep saying it. Because if I don't, that's how hope can die. Keep saying it. Keep saying God has given me a second chance. And I'm grateful because he's given me the second chance. So, practice gratitude. Lean into gratitude. He's got you. He's got me. He's got us. He's got we. <laughs> and know 
that you're not alone alone in this journey. You're not alone in this journey. You got me, your host, podcast host, encourager, right? And if you do not have community, then my prayer for you is that God brings you into the right community that will help you realize that he wants to give you a second chance. He is giving you a second chance. He's given us multiple chances, right? But he's so mindful of us. And I don't ever want us to forget that because it's so important that we have that thought. He gives us second chances to hold on to when shame from perfection and rejection and abandonment and fear and all of those things want to try to rise up. No, the thought that we can contend with, the thought that we can put up against those imaginations and cast them down is that he gives us second chances, point blank, period. So be rested, beloved and rooted in the fact he gives second chances all right i've been with you guys i love you guys so much i can't wait for episode three tbd on what that's gonna be but be sure to like share subscribe want to get this out to as many people as possible so that god can be glorified right Send it to someone you know that needs some encouragement, that needs to know that he gives us second chances. And his mercy, his grace, yeah, it, it, it doesn't stop. It's an ever-flowing fountain. All right, until next time, remember to contend for the greatness that is inside of you. I'm rooting for you. Talk soon, guys.